Good morning, Mac Avenue Community Church. Thank you, Pastor Stevenson, for the privilege to speak to your people. Grace and mercy be on you and your family and all our brothers and sisters that are joining us today. A happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, grandmothers, and sisters in Christ that help us mother our children in the community. I want to begin with a scripture in Colossians and 3, 1 through 3, it reads, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. I just want to stop and pray right now, God, that you would be glorified in what I say, that others would hear you and not hear me, that your name would be praised, Lord God. I just want to bless you before I even begin, Lord, for what you've done, for what you're going to do, for the people that are under the sound of my voice. I ask God a special blessing upon them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. This scripture in Colossians, to set your mind, to set your heart on things above, has been like a lifeline to me as a mother, as a grandmother, as a great-grandmother. I've had two children, five grandchildren, getting ready to have my ninth great-grandchild. So I know that children are a blessing from the Lord. And we know that we also have many surrogate children that the Lord sends our way just because they need mothering. And sometimes it's not because we're older. Sometimes they're older and we're younger. And, and God doesn't set a limit on those things. But he did say that, that the older should teach the younger. So we're called by God to mother those around us. I have more scriptures from the word of God to uh, share with you. I think scriptures are needed for almost any situation that we find ourselves in. Uh, when our hearts are hurting or troubled. And, and as mothers, we will have countless moments of pain and concern. And we have to learn that these are the times that we set our heart on the king, on the one that can change all things. And so that's what I'm challenging you to do today, because our life must be hidden Christ. And without this witness of God's word in our lives, we will not stand and the Lord has said, when you have done all else, then stand. So we fight that good fight of faith to stand against anything that comes good, that we praise God for, but when it's not so good, we've got to get a praise in our spirit that we praise God then anyway. And know that when it's not that good, there's a but God here. But God will change it. Amen. So the words will carry you through all things. And... When we set our heart, when we set our minds on things above, we do not let the cares of this world move us from our position in Christ because we are called by God to do great and mighty things in the kingdom of God. Now, so are men, but we're, we're not going to talk about men today. We're going to honor the women today as mothers, all right? So we understand the greatness, and God has placed you here for all them great things, but today it's all about the mothers, amen? <clears throat> These, the, um, we're even praying for those that haven't made it to the house of God yet, because there's some mothers that didn't make it here, and so 
That doesn't mean they weren't called. Maybe they just don't know the calling is there yet. Maybe it's your witness as a mother that will get them to where God wants them to be. So we have to show the world that what God has done in our lives has made a difference. Amen. Children are a gift from God. And we in the church should know better than anyone else that it really doesn't matter how they get here. Sometimes we get that a little bit mixed up, but I was reading about Mary when she was told by her cousin Elizabeth that she was blessed because she believed that God would do what he said he would do. Now, there are blessed women in the house of God today. Amen? Amen. And so we're going to believe that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. It doesn't matter that Mary wasn't married yet. <clears throat> And so some may have thought, well, she's maybe having sex before she gets married. But that's not what mattered. What mattered is that she believed God would do what he said he was going to do. That she had a gift that was planted there by the Holy Spirit. Because when God begins to uh, knit that child together in our womb, he knows exactly what he's doing. So we don't have any mistakes when it comes to what God gives us. Amen? What mattered, what matters for us is that we believe God to do what he says he's going to do. Aren't you glad today that we don't have to be the ones to tell God what to do? Oh, we want to sometimes, but we're not the ones. We are the clay. He is the potter. He is still forming us. And it's a good place to be because I don't know about you, but I, I usually mess it up every time when I try to plan everything without seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, letting him do the adding. Amen. I've learned to look up and not down. I've learned to look over others' offenses and not around. I've learned to look inward and not worry about what others are doing outward because I know who my king is. Amen. I was thinking about uh, when I was reading the scripture that what was said to her, to Mary, it put a song in her heart. She began to say, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my servant. He, he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And I'm thinking a young girl knowing that from generation to generation, there would be a blessing coming from what God has done. And we have the same blessing that will carry on through generation to generation. It's not uh, be blessed because we are blessed. It's not trying to get there. We are there. Because the word of God declares that he has given us everything that we need for life and godliness and that nothing is too hard for God. So we can say, hey, it's too hard, but it's not too hard for God. We're not called to do things by ourselves. We're called to do things through Christ and he does things through us. Amen. And that's how we're able to mother, even when we don't feel like it, when the day is long and the job never stops. God has put something on the inside of us that puts tenacity upon us that we can stand and continue to go on. Amen? 
Mary not only exalted her king, she also proclaimed that from generations to come, others would be shown mercy. I think of the scripture when I, I read that, you know, from generations to come, being able to have in my house uh, five generations of one household. You know, I think of the scripture uh, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy to be praised. Sometimes you have to get that praise going before your feet get going. You got to get the praise opening up before your eyes open up. You got to lay there for a minute and remember, but for God, where would you be? And but for God, where are you going? You got to stay where you're at in the here and now to know that God that has brought you from the past is leading you to the future. Amen. Mother's Day, how did it start? How did it start? I always want to know, how did this thing get started? But it originated with a lady named Anna Jarvis of Philadelphia. Anna's mother had organized women's groups to promote friendship and health. And on May 12th in 1907, Anna held a memorial service at her late mother's church in Grafton, West Virginia. Her campaign to make Mother's Day a recognized holiday actually began in 1905, the year her mother, Anne Reeves Jarvis, died. Now, Anne Jarvis had been a peace activist, and she cared for the wounded soldiers on both sides of the Civil War. She wasn't on one side, she was on both sides. And that spoke volumes to me. And she created a Mother's Day work clubs to uh, address the public health issues. And she met another peace activist, uh, Julia Ward Howe, who had been urging for the creation of Mother's Day dedicated to peace. How many of you know we need that in the world today? Yes. This is what she wanted to do to honor her mother. Anna wanted to set this day aside to honor all mothers because she believed the mother is a person who has done more for you than anyone else in the world. And, and within five years, virtually every state was observing the day. In, 2000, in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed a proclamation designating Mother's Day held on the second Sunday in May as a national holiday to honor mothers. One woman one to do something great to honor others. Amen. So although Jarvis was successful in founding Mother's Day, she became resentful because she felt that the uh, world had taken it and commercialized it with Hallmark cards and everything else that they raised the price of flowers with the sales paper I've seen, you know, and she thought, no, I don't want that. I think if you care about your mother, you should write her a note and tell her. So she didn't want all that going on. And she kind of at the end resented what she had done. But I believe the, the church has changed that to some degree. I believe the church has recognized the honor that comes with that. And it's not about what someone spends on somebody unless they're spending time with that somebody that they say they care about. Amen. Let's talk about in the Bible. Some would say that Eve 
was the first mother. However, there is an uh, initial giving of life before Eve had the ability to give it. In Genesis 2 and 7, uh, it says, Then the Lord took some soil from the ground and formed a man out of it. He breathed life-giving breath into his nostrils, and the man began to live. God is the giver of all life, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? Not only is the Lord the first one that gave life, but God alone is still birthing gifts and ministries in us, even when it doesn't seem like and children are a gift from God. One person says, I hear it, your children are a gift. You know, I'm so grateful that I know children are a gift from God. When one is getting ready to be born in the community, I don't, I don't embrace anything else except the gift and the one that gave it. So we have something to really rejoice in the Lord, the giver of life. Amen. When we take it back, the only one who can truly give life and take life, that is the one we honor as we honor Mother's Day today. Motherhood carries so much. There's, there's so much care and nurturing and responsibility that goes with being a mother. Uh, successful mothers, by the way, are not the ones who have never struggled. Successful mothers are the ones who never give up despite the struggle. And so how we define success may not be what's happening right now, but it's what's going to happen as we go from glory to glory and knowing that we put our hope in Christ, the hope of glory, not in ourselves, but the one that can turn any situation around. Many times in the Bible, it says that Jesus immediately went to the other side. He would be in a boat and he would take his disciples to the other side. I've seen so many situations in my life where I didn't think there was any hope. And then the King of Kings came in. The King of Glory came in. And the next thing I knew, he immediately turned that situation around. And I found myself on the other side of it because he is the King, the hope of glory. Has anybody got an amen for that today? Motherhood. As a woman of God, as women of God, we're, we're just not exempt from the struggles. And we just have to know that we don't struggle alone because of the king. We're the ones who first learn how to truly embrace the scriptures. The ones that say, I can do all things through him. Christ, who gives me strength, or cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. A mother is not without cares when it comes to the children and the ones that are drawn to us as children. We begin to stand on the faith and the witness of not only what God has done for us, but looking around and seeing what God has done for others, of reading the word of God, of knowing that he is no respecter of persons. What he has done for me, he will done for you. If he's seen me through, he'll see you through. There is nothing too hard for God. And we make the wrong confession sometimes. Sometimes we want to say, oh, that's so hard. It is still contrary to what the word of God says. If we're going to say, I can do all things through God who gives me strength, then let's stand on that rock, that rock, Jesus Christ, who is all things. Amen. God says children are a curse and a blessing. He's contradicting himself. I don't think so. Genesis 3.16, it says the woman was told after the fall that her pain and childbearing 
would be very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Mothers go through the pain of having children and the blessing of being a mother. And, and we as mothers know the pain doesn't stop with childbirth. <laughs> Once we have cut that cord, we're still connected in a way no other human being will ever be connected to that child. We're coming in as mothers, whether we have given birth to them or not, we're connected in a way that no other person is going to be connected to you. Whenever they feel pain, we feel pain. When they're troubled, we can hear it in the voice. When they're concerned, we can see it by the brow line. We are so attuned to the children and their pain that it causes us pain. But we're also so in tune with the blessings that come with it because we're able to connect and show them the king of kings who they can cast their cares on just as we have cast our cares on him. Amen. Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children arise and call her blessed. And that's good. Her husband also, and he praises her. Cursed is he that hung upon a tree. So whatever that was, the pain that came with the birth and the life is so far much more than we ever thought it would be. Amen. There's the blessing. There is a blessing in there that we can't get any other way. And so our hearts begin to desire and to long for these things. I believe uh, Mary is another uh, example of the treasure we have for our children and our hearts. The first time scripture tells us Mary treasured in her heart something about Jesus was after the shepherds came to worship him. Her son was in the stable, just been born. And it says that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. You know, I want to tell you, sometimes God gives you a word and, and you don't see it, you don't feel it, and it don't look like it's going to happen. But I encourage you, I exhort you today to do what Mary did and to take those words and, and treasure them in your heart. Take them and hide them in your heart, knowing that God will do all that he said he would do. Set your mind on things above. Set your heart on things above, not on earthly things, because we are of a different kingdom. We are of a different family. We are of a different race, and we are particular, and people won't understand the faith when it looks like there should be none. People won't understand the hope when it looks like it should be hopeless. But there is a God that sits high and looks low and sees the lowly and the, and the ones that crave to have the fellowship of the king with him and makes himself known to us. And as we become one with Jesus, we understand that this is just temporary. As we continue to set our heart and our minds on things above, we will not stay focused on what's in front of us because faith is the evidence of things not seen. Amen? Yes. Another place 
um, when Mary and Joseph found Jesus talking to the teachers in the temple, Jesus was reprimanded. His parents didn't understand what he was saying when he said, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Uh, he was missing for a few days and didn't look like he was walking in the ways of the Lord. Sometimes it's that way with our children. It may not look like they're walking in the ways of the Lord, but there's only one that sees the heart. That's why we have to set our mind on things above, set our heart on things above, so that we can see with the eyes of Christ and have our mind conformed to the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen. In Ephesians uh, 6, 2, and 3, it says, the first commandment was promised. I, I love the commandments and the promises of God. I, I love, I, I see God as like a negotiator here uh, where he says, hey, if you do this, I'll do that. I, I kind of do that with my husband sometimes. Okay, if, if you go take care of this at the store, then I'll, I'll take care of the clothes, you know. Negotiation, you know, that's not bad. It can be good. It's in every promise of God. There's an if and a then. But he said if you, uh, to honor your mother and father so that all will go well with you. So if you do this, that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Man, what a great promise. What a great promise. You know, I love that. I love that. I, I love John 8, 31, 32, where he says, he's talking to those who believed upon him. So these are believers he's talking to. And we, we wonder, I used to wonder how my life was going to change. Said, so, uh, if you continue in my word, then if you continue, then you'll know the truth. And the truth has set you free. And, and I've seen that scripture kind of slaughtered a lot. You know, I'm just telling you the truth. God loves the truth. No. Speak the truth with love. We're talking about freedom. If we continue in the word of God and do what God has called us to do, then we will know the truth. And the truth will bring us freedom. I don't care what the situation is. There's not a lot that we haven't been in, that we haven't faced, and that we haven't overcome. If we continue in the word of God, in the ways of God, and the work of God that he has set before us, if we walk in the footsteps that he has ordered, if we know that the plans that he has for us is good and not evil, and there is an expected end, if we believe God to complete the work that he has began, if we believe God to do mighty work that's never been done before we can't phantom. If we set our minds on things above and set our heart on things above, God will make the difference. Amen? Amen. I believe that the church has brought meaning back into Mother's Day. I believe that we should include the grandmothers and the mother-in-laws and the mother figures as well as the wives, amen. The figures, we just want to honor you today. 
We want to give you honor for what God has done in you and through you. Jesus set us the greatest example when he was on the cross, when he was being humiliated, when he was being beaten, when he was being despised, and the shame and the sins of the world was upon him. He was concerned about who was going to take care of his mother. In John 19, it says, when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Our Savior taught us to provide and to care for our parents as much as we can. If you're sitting next to a, or near a mother right now, look at her and tell her, I couldn't do life the same without you. Look at the other one near you and tell her, I couldn't do life the same without you. Husbands, you need to look at your wives. Daughters, you need to look at your mothers. I'm looking at you to say, I couldn't do life the same without you. <clears throat> As mothers, we're ever learning and coming to the knowledge of the truth. And the word of God is truly here to help us. And, and God is our ever-present help in time of need. I love 1 Corinthians 13. It is the love chapter. And um, verses 4 through 7, it talks about how love does not keep a record of wrongs, amen, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Are we thanking God for our mothers? Are we praying for our mothers and grandmothers around us? There comes a time when children and grandchildren must do for mothers what mothers have done for them to pray for them, to care for them, to take care of them, to stand in the gap for them. Isaiah 66, uh, it says com God compares a, a mother's comfort with his comfort because the word says, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Oh, that's good to hear when you're in need of comfort, amen. God comforts us and so should we as children. It's been a, a great opportunity, uh, Mag Avenue Community Church, to honor our mothers with you. And um, not just today, but every day. We should be thankful. We should be grateful. Let's acknowledge the gifts that God has given us for mothers, uh, to have mothers, to be mothers uh, in the community and in the church. Mothers are needed. I want to thank you for uh, allowing me to speak on this special day. Uh, it's close to my heart. I hope that you will stay blessed and may the Lord keep you till we meet again. I'd like to close with the prayer and then however the Lord wants to, um, the pastor to end the service. Amen. Lord God, I, I thank you, Lord, for mothers. I thank you, God, that you saw fit to create in us that we might co-create with you beauty in the world where there's so much evil. 
I ask God uh, through your Holy Spirit that you would bring the equipping that's needed, Lord God, that for the mothers in the church today, you would bring the finances that are needed, Lord God, that you would bring the fathers that are needed, Lord God, that you would bring the grandmothers that are needed, Lord God, the aunts and the cousins, Lord God, that you would bless us in community with family, Lord God. I pray for peace, Lord God, that we would become that peace activist because Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. So I pray that there would be peace right there in Mac Avenue Community Church. I pray, God, that a great blessing would come upon them as one they haven't seen before, that there would be no lack for nothing because your word says, I've given you everything that you need for life and godliness. You have provided, Lord God. You are our Jehovah Jireh, Lord. And we bless your name today, oh God, for you are worthy to be praised. I can't thank you enough, God, for what you've done in my life and their life, what you continue to do, Lord God, because of who you are and the love that you lavish on us through your Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I can't thank you enough, Lord. I bless you. I bless Mac Avenue Community Church in Jesus' name.